All right, boys and girls, I am back from Las Vegas, Nevada, back here in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. Just spent uh, several weeks out in Las Vegas competing along Conor McGregor for the Ultimate Fighter Tough Season 31 that will air on ESPN this summer. Uh, It premieres in May, ends in August, and then there will be an Ultimate Fighter finale, or yeah, an Ultimate Fighter finale uh, later on sometime this fall. Um, What did it consist of? Goodness gracious. Uh, We got there, and as a fighter or as a coach, even if you've seen the show, even if you know the general happenings, the general layout, the general field of kind of how things go on The Ultimate Fighter, you can't quite get a grasp on what it's like to be there, what it's like every single day, what to expect. I really did go in. I think that was one of the biggest questions right away. This Ultimate Fighter 31 got announced, me and Connor standing opposite of each other in the show, competing opposite of each other in the show to fight later on this year. The first question was, hey, what do you expect? And I think, quite frankly, I made, I think, the right decision and had the right assessment that I should have almost zero expectations. Don't expect anything. Um, Because when I got there, I quickly realized after a couple days, you start making plans, the plans are going to change. You start having expectations, those expectations are going to either be exceeded in a great way or downtrodden and thwarted in a bad way. Uh, You are at the complete mercy of production crew, production staff, training times. Um, and then of course I have my eight fighters. I, you know, I think right now the names have been released, who the fighters are. Um, I had eight fighters, two different weight classes. And, uh, the first thing that we did, obviously Connor and I got to meet each other, started to feel each other out a little bit. Um, and then we met up with Dana and then we started picking teams and then you get your team and then immediately you got to basically start making up a lot of time, start creating relationships and start to doing a deep dive into each of your fighters, um, very, very quickly because as far as the show went and how we shot it, um, we picked teams and then within a week, the first set of fighters was fighting which mean the first set of fighters minus one day uh, were fi- or were fighting in one week or less than one week minus one day because we obviously weigh in the day before. And uh, so immediately, if I had eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks with these guys, our training would be, you know, maybe a little bit different, but I got to immediately start writing things down in my, in my journal, on my remarkable tablet, um, going through page after page after page, each guy, who we're going to pick, why we're going to pick them, um, I obviously had a phenomenal coaching staff. Jason Strout is one of our striking coaches down at that big gym in Florida. And um, that's what we call it. We call it that big gym in South Florida because that's what they call it on the on the UFC broadcast because there is a, a conflict with the name. And um, so Jason Strout, not only is he one of the best coaches in mixed martial arts, but he's a great friend of mine, a guy that I want to spend time with, get to spend time with. So he was one of the, the key players in my, in my coaching staff. Ryan Bader, who won... Dang it, I always forget what season he won, but he won uh, He won the Ultimate Fighter years and years ago um, and obviously had a very illustrious UFC career and now has been a champion in Bellator now for the last four or five years, however long it's been. 
uh, Robert Drysdale, who uh, is a multiple-time BJJ ADCC uh, grappling champion uh, and an awesome leader and an awesome coach. We had Bob Cook out there, uh, who, crazy Bob Cook, was a longstanding coach at AKA, coached awesome champions such as Luke Rockhold, Daniel Cormier, Josh Thompson, um, Cain Velasquez, all those guys out there at AKA. We had Sean Soriano out for a week. Um, so for me, it was, the timeline was me sitting here. Actually, I got the phone call here in my studio, Connor, uh, not Connor McGregor, but Connor Grimes, my partner here. He, uh, he was here for it. And from that day, we had about seven days to get this whole thing figured out. I had seven days to get on a flight, feet land on the desert of Las Vegas, Nevada. So I had to put a coaching staff together, had to start planning, had to start. Um, like I said, I didn't want to plan too much because I want, kind of wanted to just get there and make decisions on the fly with the best best information that I had um, or the best decision I could with any information that I had as I was getting it. And a uh, couple of takeaways. Oh, man, I cared way more than I thought I was going to care. You know, I think when I got the phone call, I was excited about being on ESPN, I was excited about being a coach on The Ultimate Fighter. I always wanted to be a coach on The Ultimate Fighter. And now you're talking about being a coach opposite of Conor McGregor. So you know there's going to be a lot of viewership. There's going to be a lot of eyeballs every single week, week in and week out on ESPN Linear. ESPN, the network. Prime time. I think it's Tuesday nights. You know, so I knew it was going to be a huge opportunity, a huge stage, a huge platform, a huge uh, opportunity for me to uh, showcase my, my willingness to... Uh, pour into this show, be a good ambassador for the sport, be a good coach for these guys, but not just a coach. You know, I don't want to just be a coach. I want to be a mentor. I want to be a friend. I want to be a, a, um, a guy who goes into the trenches day in and day out with these guys. So, um, I had about seven days to plan and I was excited about the prospect of being on ESPN. I was excited about the prospect of getting this fight scheduled and, and set up with Connor to start building that. And I just wanted to beat Connor. All I wanted to do was beat Connor at every fight, wanted to beat him in every competition, wanted to beat him at being a better coach, being a better mentor, being a better reality TV star, being a, being a better ambassador for the sport. I wanted to beat him at all these things. But then I realized quickly within a, the first couple of days, I didn't even care about beating Connor anymore. All I cared about was these eight guys that I had. Every single one of them had a different story, a different background, a different path, um, a series of ups and a series of downs, their own doubts and fears and insecurities, their own discomforts with being on the show. Um, some of them had got the call like the day before. Some of them had known for three weeks. Some of them had been in training camps prepare, preparing for a fight around the same time so they're 100% in great shape, ready to go. Some of them admitted, hey, man, I you know, didn't know that this was going to happen. I thank God that I got the call. Very thankful that I got the call, but dang, I'd feel unprepared. So we had to start making decisions quickly. Um, but ultimately I think I cared way more than I thought I was going to care about these guys. And if you guys have been following me at all over the last, you know, my career and then inside the octagon, outside the octagon, what I stand for, who I am, I want to pour a hundred percent of myself into every single thing that I make a commitment to. And I made this commitment. So not only would I, if, if it was, uh, just one guy that I was in charge of to coach, it would have been obviously about eight times, seven times easier. Uh, but I had eight guys, eight different guys with different mindsets, different abilities, different game plans that we had to put together, different attributes and um, 
talents and gifts that they had. But I just cared so much more than I thought I was going to. I woke up every single morning writing in my journal, as I tell all you guys to do every single day, those that, that are a part of our walk on fitness um, community, part of our walk on wisdom community, you guys who send in your questions, it always somehow one way or another goes back to gratitude. So I'd wake up in the morning, I would do my, I would do my daily devotional um, and I would do my gratitude journal and then immediately would just start writing out things and plans for each one of these guys. And, and how can I get these guys in the best possible scenario to be successful? And for these guys, you know, it was very tough for them. Their entire career, their entire future was on the line and they had to go back to a house and live with 15 other dudes in one house. And there was no way for them to actually know how much time me and my coaching staff was spending thinking about these guys and thinking about their futures, thinking about the things that we can do, things that we can say, the, the ways that we can act to get these guys in the best mindset and the best physical shape to be successful on fight night. Um, so I would get done with my gratitude journal and immediately just start writing things down and planning for the day, planning for the week, planning for the weight cuts, planning for uh, where we need to give our individual attentions. Hey, Bader, you know, I'm not going to say names, but even though I, I know the names are already released, but be using vague names here. Hey, Bader, make sure you go really talk to Joe today because he's really struggling. I feel he's really struggling with this, right? Hey, Strout, hey, make sure you work a little bit extra with Johnny over there, okay? Because we got a little bit of, he's got a little bit of, uh, obviously he's got a lot of talent, and He's but and his mindset is good, but hey, he really needs to work on his grappling. You know, there's we immediately started going into all of these different things that these guys really didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. They probably just thought we showed up and put him through some drills and whatnot. Um, so I don't want to make make this sound like I'm bragging on myself as a coach, but I just cared so much more than I thought I would, which made it <laughs> extremely, extremely challenging. And I am I pride myself on being a very tough individual and a very uh, a very persevering individual. But there was times during this process that I was I had some had some rough days. You know, not only am I leading a team and leading the charge on these eight guys' future. I'm managing the coaching staff, making sure they're taken care of, managing the, the not managing the producers, but also managing the, uh, you know, dealing with the producers at all times, always trying to be a professional to them, but then also stick up for my guys. And then also, oh, hey, there's that guy, Connor, who's going to be coming in here in five minutes. I got to be ready for that. <laughs> so it was just, uh, when I say it stretched me to different levels that I ever have ever been to, it stretched me to different levels than I ever thought was possible. You know, there was days where my, I didn't barely talk to my wife, Bree, on the phone at all. You know, a couple text messages here and there. She's a working woman, career woman, loves her career. So she's working, obviously, but the two-hour time changed. By the time I woke up, she was almost at work. By the time she got done with work and then started putting the kids down, I'm at dinner, getting done with practice, taking taking the coaches out to dinner. Um, so it was a it was a couple times there where I got a little bit homesick, but we stepped, uh, you know, we kept we kept uh, on the on the track of of pursuing um, the path that was going to get me and my guys in the best situation to be successful. So that was my biggest takeaway was I cared way more than I thought I was going to, which posed a lot of challenges, but ultimately brought a lot of, I think, value to my fighters, their futures, their careers, um, and their potential to potential to win the show or if they don't win the show, have a good showing in the house, on camera, in the training sessions, being a good teammate 
they don't win the show or they don't win the finale or get into the, you know, get the UFC Ultimate Fighter contract, they could at least show up, show out, and the UFC notices something in them that they can hopefully get a contract or get a uh, one fight, two fight, three fight deal with the UFC. So that was my end goal. Uh, number two, biggest question I get asked is, how was Connor? And you guys have heard me maybe in an interview. I haven't done a ton of interviews over the last couple of months just because I've been busy with all of this stuff. But, you know, historically, Connor has been a lot of different ways. Connor has been a lot of different Connors, if you will. Not only physically, you know, or even looks that he has had, you know, long hair, braids, short hair, comb over, shaved head, big beard, small beard, trimmed beard, now no beard, Um but he's also been a different person in certain training camps, certain press conferences, certain certain times, and he, and I think he uh, he's very strategic and calculated in the way that he handles his different opponents. He could be a different Connor on Monday, be one Connor on Monday, a different Connor on Tuesday, and then back to the same Connor he was on Monday on Wednesday, or a completely different Connor on Wednesday, and then you get another one on Thursday and Friday. You never quite know. So that's why we. As a mixed martial arts community, that's why we are so intrigued by him, whether we love him or we hate him. When I say we, I'm saying us as the MMA community. I put myself in that in that bucket of people because I'm part of the MMA community, even outside of fight, outside of just being a fighter. I watch the sport, I study the sport, I see the sport. Um, so how was Connor? He was definitely uh, respectful, respectful at times, and then also a little bit venomous at times. Very, very overconfident, egotistical, braggadocious, taking up as much space as possible in the room, Connor. And he was also a very humble, uh, well-mannered, more quiet, respectful Connor at times too. You know, and uh, whenever you see him at his biggest. You're wondering, okay, how do I deal with this? And whenever you see him at his most meek, if you will, or most non-confrontational, if you will, you're always waiting for the ticking time bomb to go off. And that's what he has done. He's done a very good job of that. Uh, but overall, people people have also asked, hey, has your respect for Connor gone up or gone down after doing the show? And I can say this without a shadow of a doubt. I already, already respected the guy a lot, not just as an athlete, but a businessman uh, with what he has done with the sport. The sport of mixed martial arts is better when he is in it, when he is healthy and he is he is fighting and he's put on these huge shows. Um, my respect level has increased. Um, even though there is, was some times where there was some tension, even though there were some times that, you know, has been documented now by myself or Dana or Connor uh, just came out with an interview talking about, of course, in the spirit of competition, tempers flare, uh, things were said, Things were done uh, that will definitely be intriguing to you guys on ESPN this summer. Um, but ultimately, all is fair in love and war, and all is fair in mixed martial arts. Uh, and uh, you know, it it uh, it was some good, good old fashioned, very very passionate uh, dudes. He and his team, me and my team, who just came here to the show, if you will, um, for a common goal, which was to win all the fights, to to win this competition. So the relationship um, was great at times. It was not so great at times. And it was uh, a lot of fun, though. 
ultimately, I think if you asked Connor, if you asked his management, if you asked his team, you know, I think it was a very good, uh, it was a very good show. It's going to play very well on TV. Um, you guys are going to see, you're going to see and feel the passion. Um, you guys will be on the edge of your seat during a lot of these episodes. Um, you guys will definitely be grabbing your popcorn and your adult beverages uh, to uh, enjoy. Well, I guess it is Tuesday night, so not too many, not too many adult beverages, but um, got to work on Wednesday. But it is going to be a very good season. I'm very happy with the the work that we put in. Win, lose, or draw, Team Chandler showed up, and I was proud of them. I was proud proud of the work that they put in. I'm proud of each and every one of these guys, and I can't say enough about the guys. And as I said, I haven't looked it up personally, but I, you know, heard that the names were released. Um, so you guys can look them up, but I can tell you this right now. If you haven't been a fan of team Chandler, the guys that are on team Chandler, or you haven't seen their, their past fights, if you haven't seen their, um, if you haven't heard of, of them and their accolades, keep an eye out for them. These guys showed up every single day awesome attitudes me and my team meshed so so well and it was very 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 humbling you know for me i'm just focused on keep going keep going keep going focused on all eight guys but then every now and then a guy would pull me aside and say hey man i really 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 appreciate how you are handling all this and the coach that you are how much you care and for me that was better than any wins that we got you know we we went through something that was very high stress and high stakes for them. It was high stress and high stakes for me. And we got to do that together. We got to do that in the trenches together. And uh, there were some days that were not so awesome. You know, there were some times that were tough. There were some tears that were shed. There was some blood that was shed. Um, but ultimately, I believe that Team Chandler was all better because of this process, because of this experience. And uh, I'm better because of this process and this experience, and I can't wait for you guys to see it. So um, I hope that you guys can feel the passion of myself and my team, my coaching staff. And once again, huge shout out to all of the coaches that I named earlier. Um, I would not have been able to do it without them. The days that I was overworked and lower on energy, I you guys know me. I hate to admit when I'm when I'm ever low energy or tired or any of those attributes of weakness. But there was times where my coaching staff, my 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 assistant coaches, had to step up because I was mentally drained. You know, mentally, emotionally, spiritually drained. You know, physically, physically, I could do it all, but it was the mental aspect of it and caring so much that really took a toll on me. And it was, but it was very, very good. You know, even when, even when the times were, you know, really tough and challenging, it gave me an opportunity to once again, practice what I preach, be grateful for the opportunity, be grateful for the guys that I'm in the practice room with the guys that I have by my side on my coaching staff. And ultimately the guys who are standing across the uh, the competition lines from us, Connor McGregor and Coach Cavanaugh and all of his coaches and all of his guys. You know, the, 
Other thing that I would like to bring up also uh, that would be a very interesting insight was I actually ended up really liking the guys on the other team as well. Not as much as my guys, of course, because I freaking love my dudes. We spent so much time together, but you'd get these little interactions with guys on the other team. You'd get these, you get these moments where even guys on the other team would come up to me and ask me a question because you got to remember too, we are competitors in this thing called the ultimate fighter. And technically we're team red and they're team blue. We're team Chandler, they're team McGregor, but ultimately we're all still just fighters. You know, all these guys are trying to get a UFC contract. Me and Connor have UFC contracts and also are in the top, you know, whatever percent of the UFC, you know, it's no, it's no, no secret. We are up in the top 1% of, of the UFC. So there's a lot of information that, and, and wisdom that they could glean from, from spending time around us. And I got to spend some time with some of the other guys. And even though we looked at them and I'm, and I'm coaching, you know, coaching Joe for the game plan against Bill on the other team, it wasn't because I didn't like Bill. It was because we had, we had a job to do and we had to win. And all of a sudden you meet Bill and you're like, dang, I kind of like Bill. Dang, we got, I got a lot in common with Bill. Man, I like Bill's humility and Bill asked me about this and Bill, Bill felt comfortable enough to say, hey, I know you're wearing a red jersey and I'm wearing a blue jersey and mine says McGregor and yours says Chandler, but hey, man, what do you think about this? Or hey, um, what do you think about, you know, um, whether it be actual training or nutrition or whether it be business, the business side of mixed martial arts? So you, you get you get stuck in this microcosm called the ultimate fighter and eight guys on my team, eight guys on his team. But ultimately we were all going through the experience together. So that was definitely something that was, um, wasn't that surprising. I think I'm a pretty big people person. I love the sport of mixed martial arts. I am passionate about it and I am passionate about the respect I have for anyone who chooses to make this their career or compete in mixed martial arts, let alone be on the ultimate fighter and then wear a microphone at all times and have a camera in your face the whole time. So, um, man, it was just a really, really fun experience. That's kind of my recap of it all. Um, hope you guys tune in this summer. As I said, it premieres in May. I'm sure there's going to be some promos coming out here soon. Um, get you guys pumped up about it. And I can tell you this, uh, me and my team, Connor, my Connor, not Connor McGregor. Me and my Connor will be doing some really cool stuff this summer with and during the shows, whether we're doing some live shows, whether we're doing some post shows, we'll be sitting right here in the studio, right here on this microphone, um, doing some cool stuff. So if you guys do have any suggestions of what you guys would like to see, um, throw a bunch of comments in the comment section below here all things tough. And we'll keep on trying to answer these questions. Obviously you guys know, I do my, my podcast, my solo, solo podcast, walk on wisdom that you can send questions into podcast at michaelchandler.com. And, uh, if we get enough tough questions, we'll do some more tough episodes, tough specific episodes. Obviously I can't give you guys a lot of information or results or wins and losses and fight matchups and all of that kind of stuff, of course, but I can, uh, vaguely answer y'all's questions when I can. So, um, ultimately too, in a, in a recap of this all too, it's a great reminder to put yourself in scenarios and circumstances that really, really scare you and really, really stretch you. As I said, this process molded me and it fashioned me and also galvanized me into a better man 
because it stretched me and it scared me and it was painful at times. And it was really, really awesome at times and really, 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 really impactful at times. But ultimately I became a better man because of it. So make sure y'all continue to pursue your best self by throwing yourself into the fires because then and only then can you be galvanized by life's fires. So that's my tough 31 recap. Make sure you catch it this summer every Tuesday night on ESPN and ESP, ESPN Plus. God bless. I'll see you at the top.